The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of CJAM-FM. CJAM 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor, Detroit. CJAM broadcasts at 2,084 watts from the University of Windsor locally at 99.1 FM and to the world at cjam.ca. CGM can also be heard at Kojiko Cable 285. But however you tune in to the only true sound alternative in Windsor, Detroit, just keep it right here. CJAM 99.1 FM, Windsor, Detroit. You're listening to Wind City Sports on CGM 99.1 FM. Now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Yo, what's good, everybody? You're listening to CGM Radio 99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're tuned into Windsor's only local sport podcast, Wind City Sports, with your host, as always, Drake Damore. Wind City Sports is here on CGM every Thursday, live at 8 p.m. Replays on Mondays at 12 p.m. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud.com or on CGM.ca. We also have a Twitter and Facebook account. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, as always. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2017, and last night our Windsor Clippers Junior B lacrosse team uh, took the lead in the series against the Wallaceburg Red Devils. They are now up two games to one, with game four being this Saturday at 4 p.m. in Wallaceburg, and if necessary, game five will be back here uh, at the Forest Glade Arena at 7 p.m. on July 2nd, this Sunday. I was able to attend game one, but didn't make it out to last night's game, but it's been very chippy to say the least. Um, some controversy went down at the end of the game, actually after the game. I've just read an article uh, stating that a fight broke out between a fan and a Wallsburg coach. So that seems to be the most of it. The entire rivalry has been very heated. Uh, like I said, the last game was very chippy and the crowd was electric, to say the least. Today we're going to have Dylan Riley of the Windsor Clippers Junior B Lacrosse team as our guest on the show very soon. Uh, join me on the phone here shortly. We're going to do an interview with him. Um, not necessarily highlighting what happened last night. We're going to be talking all about uh, his lacrosse career, if he's been playing uh, other sports and uh, other levels aside from junior B lacrosse, uh, what his future goals may be. Um, uh, just talk about the team in general and the series in general and maybe get a word about last night. We have a lot to talk about in regards to the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, a few Windsor Spitfires were drafted last week in Chicago to the NHL at the official uh, NHL draft, uh, Gabriel Velarde going 11th overall to the Los Angeles Kings, and Michael DiPietro going in the third round, 64th overall for number 64. He is headed to the Vancouver Canucks. We'll be talking about the draft and some other Spitfire news, as well as some other uh, local sport news and upcoming events in regards to the Windsor TFC soccer team. Uh, as mentioned before, the Windsor Lacrosse, Windsor Junior B Lacrosse team, the Windsor Clippers. Uh, we'll be talking a lot bit about them. And finally, some Lancer news to talk about. The Windsor Lancers uh, announced their recruiting class for the 
2017-18 football team. They've signed some new soccer stars and volleyball stars, and we'll be talking a little bit about that. Uh, later on the show, we'll also be talking about St. Clair College sports, and their baseball team has been doing pretty well. We'll be talking about Maple City Cage taking place in Chatham uh, next month. We'll be talking about some of the bouts that have been announced for the event so far. And much, much more, all that coming up later on in the show after our interview with Dylan Riley of the Windsor Clippers lacrosse team. We're going to hear a quick PSA and then get right into the interview with Dylan Riley. Don't go anywhere. Since 2009, the Green Bean Cafe has been Windsor's independent cafe specializing in fair trade, organic, and premium coffee products. Along with our great coffee, we serve other great food and drinks like tea, fresh baked goods, sandwiches, and more. Visit us on the lower level of 2320 Wyandotte Street, across from the university's engineering building. Follow us on social media at Green Bean Coffee, and get hours and more information at greenbeancoffee.ca. Okay, if you're just tuning in, this is Wind City Sports on CJAM Radio. Okay. I've got Dylan Riley of the Windsor Clippers lacrosse team on the line with me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for joining me. Like I said, we uh, just want to do a big background on yourself. Um, so let's just get started. Uh, how long have you been playing lacrosse, and uh, how did you get into it? Why? And just tell me your story. Um, I started playing when I was younger, probably about eight years old. And then I quit for, I don't remember the reason why, but I didn't like it, and I stopped playing. And then in grade seven, I started playing again. I wanted to go back. I missed it. So I started playing uh, in grade seven again consistently uh, until now. I've been playing ever since. And uh, I think I started just because my parents signed us up when we were younger. And then when I wanted to go back, it was because my brother was going uh, to start playing. So I said that I wanted to start playing again. All right, so uh, did you play any other sports? Yeah, I played uh, hockey all growing up. And right when I started picking up lacrosse seriously is when I stopped playing hockey when I was younger, about grade seven. So you just made like a full transition from hockey to lacrosse. I mean, like both of the sports are fairly similar. And a lot of people yeah. play lacrosse in the off season, but uh, you just decided to go with lacrosse as a full-time thing? Yeah, and then I started uh, playing in winter leagues in the state just in michigan over winter so i'd be playing all year round and then even in the summer besides box i joined a, a travel across team field team in the states so i could get a scholarship to a school in the states to play ncaa lacrosse yeah we're going to talk about your involvement in um, florida tech lacrosse in a little bit but um did you not play junior a as well this year we have an affiliation going with Orangeville Junior A program. So uh, I've been going up there every game that we don't have a conflict with the Windsor Clippers. So I think I've played about seven games now. And if for some reason our Clippers playoff run goes short, which I'm hoping it doesn't, and I don't think it will, but if it does, uh, then I'll probably just move up there and finish their season off with them and do a playoff run with them. Yeah, I just I didn't really understand um, how you were able to be part of both teams and how that kind of works. So you just kind of go up whenever you can. Uh, the two teams are kind of affiliated. It's not like they're really pulling you up, like they uh, acquired you somehow, like drafted you or signed you or anything like that. 
Yeah, no, there's no. It wasn't like a a draft or a sign. It's technically just like a AP player, like a call up because we have the affiliation, but play say seven games with the Six Nations arrows and no playoffs. But now since the affiliation between the two clubs is signed. I can play as many games as possible in regular season and playoffs. So it's unlimited amount for both. That's pretty cool. It gives you a lot of opportunity to go to a higher level and just learn and continue your skill. Um, So one thing I wanted to touch upon that we were talking about earlier is your involvement with Florida Tech Lacrosse. Uh, You said you went up and just started playing for the travel team or whatever. uh, And you said you got a scholarship there or you signed it. Sorry, I didn't really catch that whole thing. Yeah, so I... I went to a junior college for the first two years in States in Maryland. And then last year was my first year at Florida Tech playing in the NCAA Division Two. So I got a scholarship out of uh, junior college, it's called, in the States. And, uh, yeah, so I got an athletic scholarship to go there and play. And last year was my first year and really enjoyed it. It was a good year. We lost in our conference championship unfortunately but um it was a good year yeah that's cool it's cool that um that you're able to do that like i said and uh the americans they kind of do things differently just in general uh like you're saying like the the senior college or whatever uh is the atmosphere there really different are they big on lacrosse uh what's the difference between here and here and there um where in Florida, where I am, it's definitely growing more. It's becoming like before, probably five, ten years ago, they didn't really have much lacrosse in Florida, but now it's uh, becoming really popular and big. In general, in the United States, uh, it's one of the fastest growing sports over there. I know um, they they play field, whereas we play box. But I know over there, they're definitely trying to influence their players um, to pick up like box lacrosse in the off season and uh get them going in that because a lot of american schools like getting canadian players over there so it's kind of a different atmosphere but uh still very passionate about it over there interesting very interesting uh so yeah let's get into uh the playoffs this year you guys had another great run winter clippers finishing first in their division um so it seems like home court advantage is just like the story of the series between you guys and wallaceburg uh would you agree with that yeah definitely so far um yeah so i i guess the home fans have had a very big impact on the um on the on the games but Um, hopefully here on Saturday we can go and uh, eliminate their fans because it's not really anything that we have to do differently during the game. It's just we just have to take away the atmosphere and not let that impact us and try and come out in four so we don't have to go back and play Sunday in game five. But, um, yeah, the fans have been doing a really good job at both home home arenas to uh, uh, cheer for their team and give them lots of support right on um so you said like there's nothing else that you guys really have to do one of the questions i wanted to ask was like uh what's your game plan going into game four is there anything you guys are changing or or are you just uh it's more of a mental game at this point 
Uh, not really change anything. Just make sure that we focus in on the little things like win and lose ball battles. Make sure we don't turn over the ball. Uh, playing, keeping the ball in our possession as much as possible because when we have the ball, they can't get on the floor and score. So making sure we don't make any little errors and pick up the ball and get the ball in our sticks when we can. And just little things like that. Make sure we don't like get into their game, like get into their game and like take a bunch of penalties and like let the crowd and their fans like egg us on basically. And then just start playing uh, not very smart lacrosse. That's where we start hurting. So if we just go in and take care of the little things and let everything else uh, take care of itself, play how we play, uh, I think we should come out on top and finish this in four. Yeah, uh, just don't fall into their trap is basically what you're saying. Um, I know, I know for a fact they they heavily rely on that that crowd base uh, fan base there at Wallsburg. So uh, yeah. you guys seem to be on the right track, and it looks like you're doing well. Um, one thing I want to ask is just what's the morale like in the dressing room right now? Uh, the morale is really high. We definitely uh, after game two uh, when we lost there, we didn't get down. Uh, we were disappointed, obviously, because. Uh, it wasn't anything that they did special to beat us. We kind of beat ourselves just by little things. And then, but we came into practice this past week and knew that game three yesterday was a big game. So we had high morale all week, good practice. And then even yesterday, right from the get-go out of the uh, beginning of the game, everyone was fired up, ready to go. And now we know that we don't have to do anything special. We just have to go in there and do what we have to do and we'll finish it. Yeah. It seems you guys are on top of your game and you can see, uh, you can see that playing out on the court. Like you're saying, the morale in the uh, dressing room, you can really see the intensity you guys have on the court. So um, I was able to go to the last game or sorry, game one uh, last week against against Wallaceburg and it was very intense to say the least. Um, Choose to comment on this. If you wish, I guess there was some controversy last night. Um, do you have anything to say? If not, then that's fine. Uh, no, just my only comment would be that we just need to forget about what happened and worry about the game. We know something like that may happen again Saturday during the game. Um, but as players, we just have to focus on the game and not the stuff that's happening off the floor. Uh, we just got to worry about what we have to do. And uh, that's going to be a big thing by the older group of guys is to make sure that all the the younger guys are focused, not to worry about that off the floor, like let it go, it already happened, and uh, just play lacrosse and let that do the talking. Yeah, it goes back to what you're saying. You just don't want to play their mental game and let them get in yeah. your heads. It's the same thing. So I uh, just want to say thanks for joining me on the phone here, man, and all the best this week, and we're looking forward to next games. No, yeah, no problem. Thank you very much for having me.
Okay, we're back here on Wind City Sports on CJM 99.1 FM. We just heard from Dylan Riley of the Windsor Clippers Junior B Lacrosse team. Uh, it was a good interview. We had some technical difficulties going on uh, while uh, conducting the interview. Uh, I got cut off a couple times, which is pretty unfortunate. We had a lot of good things to say, but uh, we made it work. We made it flow pretty decently. There's one part where he gets cut off and saying that uh, when he got back into the sport and he, uh, he was really happy that he did so because he ended up uh, excelling at it. Um, so, you know, sometimes in life you, you might think like you know maybe this isn't for me and later on you think maybe i'll give it another shot and you end up excelling at something like that and that's pretty much dylan's story uh in regards to lacrosse and uh coming up in the sport so when i had sat down in the studio today i didn't know what exactly was going on or went down yesterday at fourth plate arena in game three of the first round uh, playoff action between the windsor clippers and wallsburg red devils so apparently uh, reading a article on AM800, um, sorry, iHeartRadio.ca. Um, it was between a fan and a coaching staff of the uh, Wallsburg team. Uh, I got into a heated argument and eventually got uh, fairly physical involving lacrosse sticks. Uh, fitting enough as it is. So at the um, end of our interview there, I asked Dylan if he had any any comments or concerns about that and obviously stayed very professional and uh, obviously doesn't want to talk about anything in regards to the fans between them and the visiting team coaches um, but I liked his answer saying they just got to keep their heads strong and and not let Wallsburg get into their heads so as mentioned before at the top of the show and as me and Dylan were talking uh, game four is going to be in Wallsburg this Saturday at 4 p.m. Uh, it's a best of five series so each team uh, or sorry the winning team has to win three games uh, Windsor is on the verge of taking the series they could win on the road in Wallsburg, uh, which is going to be a, a very hard thing to do. Uh, the Wallsburg presence in Windsor is definitely uh, loud and clear and they have quite the fan base uh, over there in Wallsburg. It can be very tough to play in front of that hometown crowd, but as Dylan talked, uh, they're just trying to avoid that and not let them get in their heads. And that's uh, that's the story of Game 4 for sure. Game 5, if necessary, will be here in Windsor at Forest Glade Arena this Sunday, July 2nd at uh, 7 p.m. So come on out and support the Clippers. They need the support uh, to battle against those uh, Wallaceburg fans, uh, not, not physically, uh, just verbally, you know. Go Clippers, go kind of thing. Now let's run down some more stuff that's going on in Windsor and the surrounding area uh, this weekend and in the next uh, little bit here. Uh, helping celebrate Canada's 150th birthday, the Windsor TFC are going to be hosting the Masters FA this Friday, tomorrow, at Alumni Field here at the University of Windsor at 8 p.m. Tickets are just $10 for adults and 5 for children under 12 years old. Uh, check out Vancho Sorosky on Win City Sports. He's been on twice uh, ever since we started last year. He did an interview, and this year he did an interview talking about his organization and uh, the second part being some improvements and changes that they've made uh, in their organization. I want to talk a little bit about the St. Clair College baseball team, the St. Clair Green Giants. While approaching the midway point of the regular season, the St. Clair Green Giants sit in first place in the Northern Division of the Great Lakes College Summer Baseball League. Uh, it's their first season, and they're doing pretty well, says outfielder Jalen Thomas. After a two-day break, the Giants, who are 12-6, and six, are back into action last night against the Mus- Muskian Clippers, who are 7-10. and 10. They play at La- Lacoste Park in Tecumseh. They ended up picking up the win last night, 10-2, to 2, 
and their player of the game is Connor McKenna. They look to keep the win streak going as they take on the Clippers again tonight at Lacoste Park at 7.05. The game is going on right now as we speak. Uh, check out them on Facebook and Twitter. I believe WeTV, Windsor Essex TV, covers a lot, if not all, of their games. I've seen them live stream on Facebook before. So uh, find WETV on, on Facebook, and you can watch their games from your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. At the top of the show, we were talking about our newest NHL draftees from the Windsor Spitfires, Gabe Velarde and Michael DiPietro. In regards to that draft, uh, one person's name who wasn't mentioned a lot was Luke Boca. If there was any disappointment for him, it did not last very long. Just hours after not hearing his name called at the NHL draft, the 18-year-old Boca got a call from the NHL's Columbus Blue Jackets, who invited him to the team's prospect camp, uh, which started this past Monday. Reading on the WindsorStar.com, he's quoted saying, It's obviously a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but nothing changes. Boca is 5 feet 11 and 192 pounds, and he had 13 goals and 28 points in 68 games for the Spitfires this season. Uh, the stats might not flash, but he was one of the three players not to miss a game last season, and his commitment to shot blocking was a key part of Windsor's record-setting penalty kill. Record-setting penalty kill, sorry. The CHL import draft was also this week, uh, taking place yesterday, actually. Russia has always been pretty good to the Windsor Spitfires general manager, Warren Rykel, over the years. The club has landed standouts such as Mikhail Sergachev, Andrei Lokhtanov, and Alexander Koklachev in the CHL import draft. And it seems like Rykel landed two more gems yesterday. Spitfires grab 18-year-old Russian forward, and uh, help me with this one, God, please. Kurl... Kozhevnikov uh, was its first pick, 40th overall in the draft, and then added 16-year-old Russian defenseman. Once again, help me with this one, please. Lev Starikov in the second round with its 64th pick overall. Both are said to be grateful to be chosen by Warren Reichel and the Windsor Spitfires, um, having uh, such a prestigious uh, organization and background. Uh, they're happy to join the club. More information on our new draftees can be found on the windsorspitfires.com. Moving into a little bit of MMA news, Maple City Cage Fighting is going to be holding MCC 6 Saturday, August 19th at the Chatham Banquet and Conference Center in Chatham, Ontario. Uh, tickets are available on ticketscene.com or you can see their Facebook account or Twitter account. I believe they have a Twitter as well that will bring you right to the website. Right now we have one fight announced that was actually supposed to be on the first ever Windsor card, which was going to be called Rose City Showdown 1 at the Fogelar Furland back a few weeks ago. It was supposed to be June 10th, and it did not go down. Uh, the event was suddenly canceled. But the first fight has been announced. It is going to be Kelsey Parrish, 1-0, fighting out of Sang's Martial Arts in Kingsville, versus Megan Owen, who is 1-1 out of Central Combat Sports in Windsor. This bout is slated at the 125-pound women's division and is a big fight uh, looking into the uh, future rankings uh, in the championship division. Megan had a title fight before and suffered her first loss in that match, and uh, so I'm sure they'll be looking at this one very closely uh, going forward into the next events. I've talked about Maple City cage fighting here on the show before. Every event I've ever been to, I've been to, I think, three of them. All at Chatham Banquet Hall, they all run very smoothly, very exciting, 
and uh, it can get a little hot and sticky in there, especially in the summer, but uh, they provide drinks and uh, the cold ones too, so that's good. We're going to end things off talking about the Windsor Lancers and some news in regards to our soccer team and our uh, volleyball coaching squad, uh, coaching staff. Uh, usually we do the Lancers Athletes of the Week during the seasons. Right now there hasn't been any Lancer sports going on for the last, I don't know, maybe three or four months actually. Um, we do have baseball going on, but, uh, well, did have baseball going on. They ended up in the World Championship in Pittsburgh, I believe, or Pennsylvania somewhere in Pennsylvania, and uh, ended up in second place. We talked about that on the show, uh, going back to when it was actually happening. But very recently, Steve Hart, the head coach of the Lancers women's soccer program, announced his 2017-2018 recruiting class, highlighting the group are local athletes and teammates Savannah Mara and Jade Samping, as well as Sophia Ferrazzo of Toronto. Samping previously played on the Windsor Soccer Club and Polonia, and now she plays defensive midfield for the East Side Kickers and Holy Names Knights. As a team captain for both East Side and Holy Names, the Windsor, Ontario native plays different positions from initiating the attack to controlling the back line. Her tendency has often led her to being asked several times to play for older age groups, for the kickers and in senior level soccer at Holy Names, where she was selected to the first team all city team. Sorry, the first team, yeah, first team all-city team. That's what it says here. Reading on golancers.ca, they have the full article there. They talk about how Jade will be starting human kinetics in September, while Mara will be enrolled in the Odette School of Business. Mara joins the Blue and Gold as a striker from the Kickers and Villanova Wildcats. She was the Kickers' leading scorer for the past two seasons and and led the Western Region Soccer League with over 10 goals. Sophia Ferrazzo, Toronto-born striker, comes to Windsor from the North Toronto Nitros. In 2016, she scored 20 goals in just 34 games and also led the team to the Under-18 Provincial Indoor Soccer League Championships in April of the same year. Once again, you can find the entire uh, article on golancers.ca. Also from golancers.ca, U Sports announced University of Windsor uh, volleyball coach James Gravel will be part of the U-Sports-selected Canadian teams that will compete in the 2017 uh, Summer Games in China. They're going to be playing in I, another one that I just... I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. This goes back to the the Russian guys that we uh, drafted. I'm, I'm not even going to try. But congratulations to them. Some coaches getting some recognition uh, being sent around the world to coach our Canadian athletes. And it seems like that's all I got for you this week, guys. Uh, this is Wind City Sports on CGM. Uh, Windsor's only local sport podcast. We're here every Thursday on CGM, live at 8 p.m. Replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m. You can hear all of our shows on soundcloud.com slash windcitysports or on cgm.ca. You can just go to cgm.ca, find programming at the top of the top of the site, and go from there. You can find Wind City Sports, and we have the last five or six episodes available for listen and download. As well, on SoundCloud, you can download them and uh, not use your data or Wi-Fi to listen to our show. Find us on Facebook, uh, Wind City Sports on CJAM, or go to facebook.com slash windcitysports. Same with uh, Twitter. Our thing is at WCSCJAM for Wind City Sports CJAM, or you can simply search Wind City Sports. And you should be able to find us. Uh, who knows who will our, be our guest next week? We never really know. Uh, I've been in talks with Joe Garland, the 
the uh, athletic trainer for the Windsor Spitfires. He'll be a guest eventually, as well as uh, Kelly Michael Branton, one of the world's best powerlifters, who is right here, uh, from right here in Windsor, Ontario. So that's all. Until next week, smell you later.